Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilbur. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn. I'm excited to be with you today. I've got a great episode in store for you. You know, and it's funny because I've been wondering what I could do for people that are pet lovers or pet friendly or people that just love raise animals, whether you have cats, dogs, chickens. I'm not going to talk about chickens and not quite going to talk about cats, but we are going to talk about what we call man or woman's best friend, which is a dog. And today on this episode, I have Denise Holmes, who runs a company called Love Trust Teach, or that's her website, lovetrustteach.com. And she has a uh, also has a blog called Travel Tales, where she blogs about traveling with her pet dog, Henry, who has I kind of wish he was here with us right now, but he's not. But we'll take Denise and that, that, that will be just fine. So 
Without further ado, I want to welcome Denise Holmes to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast because she's going to share with us what it's like being a pet owner here in Northwest Arkansas and all of the different things that are available to pet owners. So if you are about to move here and you have a pet or you're planning to get a pet or you already live here and you have a dog, but you you don't quite give that dog the attention that they deserve, this is the episode for you. Denise, how are you doing? I am great. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Doing excellent. It's a little cold outside, but that's that's neither here nor there. We'll, we're warm right here. Uh, it's where we warm are. in here. Yeah. I'll take it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's great to have you on the podcast. And, and as I said earlier at the intro, I really wanted to kind of capture the essence of being a pet owner in Northwest Arkansas, because I, you know, I've been to or I've seen a few dog parks. I, I live over in on the east side of Fayetteville. So we live by Gully Park. And there are a ton of dogs that we see on the Neokaska Creek Trail and on the Greenway. And we see a lot of dogs at the park. And I just see that a lot of people are there's a there's a huge dog lover community. I know there's a huge cat lover community as yes. well. I have I have some friends that have a number of cats and shout out to to Nick and Meredith. But I know that, you know, dogs just hold a special place in people's hearts. And so, you know, I'd love to kind of gain some insight from you. And you've been here a while, right? I have. I have lived in Northwest Arkansas since 1990. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, you um, told me. Yeah. And I thought this, and I just wanted, this is an aside, but that Denise said she remembers when the Red Lobster that's on the, almost on the corner of Joyce and Business 71, where that was just a cow field behind it. And so like there was nothing there. So like all of no. that, all those businesses and everything between that Red Lobster and where the mall is, it was all just cow fields and stuff. So I, I thought that was kind of funny. I, I have to see a picture of that. And I'm sure some people listening to this that have been here as long as Denise has can remember what those things look like. But that was that was then. Right. This is now. Yes. Yeah. And I had a dog then, too. Okay. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. right. I was a college student living in an apartment with a St. Bernard. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So every once in a while, I'll get a phone call from some mama or something who, who you know, they need their children to get their dogs trained before they come home for the summer. And, and they'll say something about they're living in an apartment with this big dog. And I think, well, I, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that one. Right, but. right. Yeah, that's funny. A St. Bernard. All yeah. I think of is that that movie Beethoven. So You know what? They're great dogs, man. They're Yeah, they're big and they're hairy and they're drooly. Slobbery, and, yeah. But, you know, it's. I always tell people when they sling that slobber up on your wall, if you just let it dry, it'll peel right off. There you go. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So, you know, we typically always get a little insight into our guests. And so I'd love for you just to kind of share your cliff note version of your superhero origin story. We get that you were you, you went to school here. I came here and went to college. Yeah. Yes. And had every intention of leaving. But I have discovered Fayetteville is a vortex and it either sucks you in or spins you out. So I stayed and from there kind of through many evolutions ended up starting my own business as a dog trainer. And so that's what I do. I do kind of behavior consulting. I, I do a variety of things. Mostly, though, I don't do show dog training or, you know, Agility. hunting or, you know, competition. Right. I don't do that kind of stuff. Sure. I do fun, family, basic obedience. I mean, and the type of basic obedience I do isn't even tight, right? I yeah. mean, I'm not, I don't need my dog in a perfect heel while I march around the farmer's market. That's not fun for me. It's not fun for the dog. It's just, it's not what I'm into. 
So I started as a dog trainer. And then as I got older into my 30s, I was a single dog trainer with a dog. And my friends were married and having kids and they couldn't go to bars and they couldn't go to dinner and they couldn't travel. And I thought, well, I'm going to just throw this dog in the car and go do what I want to do. I mean, he can't complain, right? Right, Um, right. And and from there, I launched the blog and started writing about where we were going and what we were doing and all the dog-friendly places that we discovered because there's a lot. And that has, there's a whole lot more now than there were in 2014 when I started the blog. And and as people started following the blog, more people wanted to do what I did. And so that fueled the training business. And, And I think we were talking earlier about how, you know, I'm kind of always evolving. And so as that has sort of taken on its own thing and the two things fuel each other, I find myself doing more and more fun training, which suits me just fine. Yeah. No, I love that. That's great. And, you know, as I think, as I hear you describe what some of what you do, I think of, you know, that TV show that used to be on the dog whisperer and the gentleman, I think he's, he's recently passed away a couple of years ago, but that, did that impact you at all? Did the, the popularity of that show, you know, get people saying, you know what, I need to, I need to go get my dog some help. Not really. I started doing private dog training before there was a dog, you know, before Caesar Milan had a TV show, before yeah. Victoria Stillwell. That, uh, you know, growing up, I didn't want to be a dog trainer. It, and not because I didn't want to be a dog trainer, but because it wasn't a job, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, you, yeah, sure, you sent your dogs to duck school if you were a duck hunter or you might do some obedience with your dog if, if you were in a show ring, but it kind of wasn't really a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, no, I, when I first started my business and first started training, those shows, won't, they weren't on TV. It's just really been, I think, within the last maybe 10 years that, that it's gotten more popular. And then certainly with COVID, everybody was stuck at home with nobody to talk to. And so we got dogs. And, and of course, now I'm dealing with with what we call COVID puppies, oh, which yeah, is, everybody has one. Everybody, well, and what as trainers, when we say COVID puppies, we mean a different thing. We are not necessarily talking about the dog that you got during the pandemic. We're talking about the dog you got during the pandemic, and then y'all didn't go anywhere. Oh. And now you have a one-year-old dog, a two-year-old dog that's never left its own backyard wow. or never gone anywhere but around the block. And now that things are opening up and we, you know, we're going back to events and things, which I've got a whole list of dog friendly events to talk about. We're starting to do these things again. Folks are finding out their dogs aren't ready. Their dogs aren't ready. It's, not ready you know, for prime time. No, no, yeah. not at all. So so there's some things you can do to, to kind of work them into that. I did a post on the blog about how to socialize your dog during a pandemic because I saw it coming. I mean, when everything first started shutting down and people were getting puppies, I thought, oh, these puppies are going to be in real trouble if people don't start taking them out. To me, that's key to being able to do things with your dog. I can, basic obedience is tricks, right? It Teaching your dog to sit is not any different than teaching them to shake or spin. It's tricks. And for the most part, you can teach tricks to just about any dog of any age, right? Sure. There is such a small window for successful socialization where you have the opportunity to build confidence in your dog 
build confidence and novelty. Novelty is the big part, right? Like new things aren't scary. That window is real small. And, and if you miss it, the time it takes you to fix it, and it's not that you can't fix it, but the time it takes to fix it is much longer and potentially problematic. You know, I can take a shy eight-week-old puppy and we can fix that in a week. Mm-hmm. There's some things, you know, that, that's easy. When that same puppy who is shy at eight weeks doesn't get socialization, and now we're looking at five, six, seven, eight-month-old dog who went from shy to actually being afraid of things, that's a couple of months in the fixing. Yeah. So I'm very, I'm very into socialization. Part of it is because I am uber social. Okay. I mean, I am, I am what I refer to as an extreme extrovert. When <laughs> things started shutting down, about lost my mind. So. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I can imagine. No, I know yeah. the feeling. So, but we're all trying. We're all thawing out, if you will, if I can use that word yes. as a way to describe how we're coming out of the pandemic. What advice? Would you give somebody listening to this or, or, or maybe what advice did you give some of your friends that just said, hey, you know, Denise, I'm thinking about getting a dog pandemic or not. What are some of the best things that an individual can do to prepare themselves for pet ownership? Well, I mean, aside from, you know, all the all the things you have to buy and do, I, I would definitely research. Obviously, I would research dog training. Yeah. Right. Find find yourself a good positive reinforcement dog training. I am available. There are some others in the area as well. So, you know, you want to find somebody that I think that's real important that your personality clicks with your dog trainer. I, I think you know, there are some people that that I meet and I think, oh, I won't be your dog trainer. Right? Right. And then some people I think, oh, my God, could you please refer me to all your friends? Y'all are all so cool. Right, um, right. So I think personality is a big part of it. But but find somebody who's positive reinforcement and who is able that you can communicate to them, hey, this is my lifestyle. And so this is how I expect my dog to live and operate with me within this lifestyle. And certainly there are people who don't want to travel with their dog and they don't want to go to bars and restaurants and do things. They just, you know, just want to go to the park and walk around the block and come back and not have my dog be an embarrassment. And that's okay too. But I think it's real important that your trainer know that. If you are getting a puppy, I do a lot of what I call my new puppy consults before <laughs> the puppies come home, Okay, which I love. I love going into the home and doing those consults two or three days before you bring the puppy home or within two or three days of the puppy getting there, because now we have the opportunity to set you up for success and preventing mistakes instead of trying to correct them. Yeah. How long does a, a new puppy consult take? I mean, is it? All of of new puppy, new client consults for me are, I always tell people, an hour-ish. They are designed and priced to be an hour, but if we really get along and your puppy's super cute or your dog's really smart, then I'll get the yaps and I'll be like, oh, watch this. Let's let's see if we can do this. Or you've got a really cool cat and I've taught a couple of cats to high five just because I could and it was fun. So you never really know (laughs) how long I'm going to be there. But should be an hour-ish. Okay. I got you. I got you. Wow. And it sounds like, I mean, just, just looking at your animated expression, it, I can tell that you, you know, you really get involved in this process. So I do. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. But I like people too. So I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. I know sometimes when I'm talking to younger, let's say teenagers, high schoolers, even sometimes adults, I'll hear people say, 
I can't stand people. I should have been a dog trainer. I'm like, no, wrong, (laughs) wrong, wrong, wrong. That's like saying you want to be a pediatrician because you don't like grownups. Right, right. Not only are you dealing with adults, you are dealing with stressed out emotional adults, right? My dog, I can't go to the park with my dog because he is an embarrassment. So... So no, that is the wrong attitude. Right. That's the wrong <laughs> attitude to have. You got you got to like people too, and you got to be able to connect too. Yeah, I no, think. no. You 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 make a good point. You make a good point. So so man, so you got this business going. You're teaching dogs. You're talking about what it's like to travel. I, I always think, and I always I traveled a lot pre-pandemic. Right, I was always on a plane, mm-hmm. and I was always amazed. Yeah, every now and then I'd see a service animal on the actual plane with me, and then sometimes. Because, I mean, I know that's been used and abused. Yeah, that don't whole, get me started Yeah, that's that. a whole nother story. But because I'd, I'd look at some people and I'm like, really? You, <laughs> like, what, what's going on? I don't, not, deserve I don't know. They're just giving these these uh, licenses out all willy nilly. But Yeah, you can go on the Internet and buy one. Yeah, I know. And just send it to you. It's, exactly. Yeah. So, well, I remember reading about a woman that had, she had a a service peacock and British Airways would not let her on yes. the plane. So yes. yeah, I'm going to get a service honey badger. Yes. That's what <laughs> just, I'm going to get. Just, just in case. <laughs> so no, but I think it's, you know, I, I think, you know, we are as a culture, we are in tune with our pets and we, we are, we, and, and we do want them to be with us as and much becoming as more so. Yeah. Just again, I think that's a product of, of the pandemic. I think some of it too is a product of sort of the younger generation delaying marriage, delaying yeah. having kids. They're out on their own, but it gets a little lonely. Okay, I'm going to get a dog. Yeah. You know, and I was I was just thinking about this. This is kind of funny, but I'm wondering if some of the dogs are kind of pissed off now that their owners are home more often than not. And now, you know what I'm saying? And now they're like, doggone it. I had this whole place to myself. Right. Now I see you all day long walking around with your computer and your coffee and this and that. Yeah. So, And I do have a couple of friends, one in particular that I can think of, her dog is older and was very used to her getting up in the morning, going to work. He napped till she came home for lunch, right? I mean, he likes to eat and nap, right? And when she was home, he couldn't nap. He was a herding dog. He's Sheltie. He's a herding dog. And he couldn't nap because if she got up and walked from the computer to the kitchen, he had to follow her. Yeah. And after a couple of days, I mean, he was just exhausted. Um, just goodness. exhausted because he yeah, wasn't used yeah. to it. So I do know some folks like that as well. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Dogs just have to get used to yeah, it. Absolutely. You know, they're just going to have yeah. to get used to it. About and they that. do. They get used to just not following you everywhere you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I sometimes I don't think we think about all of that, right? I, right? I don't think that we take that into consideration, but dogs are, well, I mean, dogs aren't people too, but dogs have, they are, are, how, they how are dare you say I know that? They, they're important <laughs> and they play a major role and, and, you know, they are you know, I, I think we need to be mindful of what their needs are as well. Yes. So. And I and I try to do that. I try to get people. I mean, try to. I know it sounds ridiculous to some people, but try to see it from the dog's perspective. I yeah. Mean, what are you really asking of this animal? And when I have people that God, I get home at the end of the day and all he wants to do is play. Of course, that's all he wants to do. We're not very far removed from dogs, not from dogs having jobs. I mean, yeah. My grandparents and great aunts and uncles grew up on a farm. They didn't have a house dog. They had a working farm dog, you know, and obviously they played with it. And the dog came in at night and slept in the house. But we're talking just less than 100 years ago. The majority of dogs in our lives had jobs. Mm -hmm. Now their only job 
is us. Right. That's what I always say about Henry when people are like, he's that poor dog. And I'm like, look, this dog's got the hardest job in the world. Like me, I'm his only job. Right. <laughs> and so when you, when you get up and go to work in the morning, really, what do they have to do but stare out the window? Yeah. Yeah. That's why daycare, daycare is amazing. I have a lot of my clients go into doggy daycare. Every once in a while, I'll have somebody call me and, you know, their, their dog's this, this, blah, blah, blah. And I tell them, look, I am happy to take your money, right? I will take your money and I will come to your house and we can do some dog training. But all the dog training in the world is not going to solve the problem you have. Your dog is bored. Yeah. Take this money that you would use on dog training and spend it at daycare. Do that for a couple of weeks. If that doesn't fix your problem, then call me back. Yeah. And we'll talk about something else. But I, I have that phone call all the time. Yeah, you know, and that makes sense. And I, I, I have some friends that take their dog to doggy daycare uh, quite a bit. And does that, so that helps with not only the socialization. Well, yeah, just yes. the socialization of the dog. Well, it helps the dog. Not only is the dog socializing with other dogs, they're socializing with the people at the daycare, which, which was big during the pandemic. If the only person your dog is seeing every day is you, that's bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So send them to daycare so they at least know seven other people. Right. right. But the other big thing is they get to just run and play and be a dog and do dog things. And daycare is very popular now. But back when I was in college, we were talking about that St. Bernard I had living in an apartment. I was sending him to daycare and people thought I had lost my mind. Yeah. But I had two days a week that I, I was in lab from nine o'clock in the morning to 1130. And then I was back in a lab from one to four. You can't leave a, a puppy in a kennel or at home yeah. all by itself that long. Sure. And there was a place in town that had just opened doggy daycare and I started sending him. Wow. That's interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I love that. That's a good story. So, what is your advice for people that may be listening to this that that are are relocating here to the area about kind of getting their dog used to the transition to Northwest Arkansas? I know we talk a lot about sure. people transitioning to Northwest Arkansas and what that's like, but you know, animals have their challenges as far as that's concerned as well. What what advice or nuggets of wisdom would you share with those that might be relocating here with pets? You know, I I don't think it's Unless your dog is traumatized by travel, right? I mean, you know, if you got to drive from California to Arkansas and your dog hates riding in the car, then before you make that trip, you, you need to start doing short, short car trips with your dog. Short, build up to that. Make it, find a way to make it pleasant. You may need to call your vet and you may need pharmaceuticals, yeah. um, right? Yeah. So, but you want to build up to that. Once you get here... Presumably, most people are are living a similar lifestyle to what they were living wherever they came from. And most dogs are going to adjust to that pretty quickly, especially once you get your stuff moved into the house. Oh, there's my bed. Oh, there's my toys. It smells like me here. Some things like that. There are some tools you can implement. There's a great product that I've been promoting for years. There's people ought to be paying me. It's called Adaptil, A-D-A-P-T-I-L. And it comes in a plug-in, a collar, and a travel spray. And I actually have some of the travel spray in my purse. I keep it there. It is an analog of the scent given off by female dogs when they are nursing their puppies. And it sends calming safety messages to your dog. Hmm. So there's a lot of ways to use this product. I love it. I love it. Okay. 
So that's something you can use. You know, the spray, you can put on a bandana or you can put a collar on your dog or if you, you know, pop some plugins in the wall in your house. So that's just one thing you can do to help with the transition. But most do- dogs are so forgiving. They're so forgiving. And unless they had behavior problems before you moved, typically a move isn't going to create huge challenges. In right. fact, for the dogs, I got all kinds of new stuff to sniff and pee on. This is great. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so new environment. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I love that. So, okay. So then to piggyback on that, then what are, are some of the dog friendly places that exist? And I know you, you kind of rattled off some numbers before we started recording and I didn't realize how many dog parks there were in Northwest Arkansas. Yes, so. there is. There's pretty much at least one, if not two in every city. Okay. Um, so Fayetteville, Springdale, Fayetteville, Rogers, Springdale. Bentonville all have dog parks. Salome Bella, Springs. Bella Vista. Bella Vista. Bella Vista. Okay. Now, the one in Bella Vista is private. It's, oh, it's oh. a POA dog okay. park. Oh, okay. Um, yep. Interesting. Yeah. And then there's one in Eureka Springs. They're getting... Bentonville has one now, but they're opening a new one. Well, no, they will have three when the new one opens. Wow. So they have the Bart Park. They have Osage Park. Osage Park put in a dog park. It's beautiful. I love Osage Park. I'm going to just say right now, anybody visiting Northwest Arkansas or moving to Northwest Arkansas, you must go to Osage Park in okay. Bentonville. The wetlands areas, there's there's a trail, there's a, it's a small lake, but I've put my paddleboard on it several times. I, one of my favorite things to do, and talking about dog-friendly things, I take Henry, I go throw my paddleboard on that lake. We paddle around, get a little bit of exercise. I like to lay out on the paddleboard and watch planes land because it's right next to Thadden Field. Mm-hmm. And so on a pretty day when people are doing touch and goes, I just lay out there on my paddleboard and watch the planes. Just watch that. When I get tired of that, then I can load the paddleboard up and I have dining options as well. Louise at Thaddenfield has food's a food is very good <laughs> there very and good. their patio is dog friendly. Oh, OK. Right. right. Uh, Bentonville Brewing Company is also on that trail. You can walk around to the trail or hop in the car and drive over there. Bentonville Brewing Company, not only are they dog friendly, they have a dog park at the brewery. OK. So and I didn't even count that in the three dog parks that Bentonville has. So if you count that, there's really four. So we have a ton of dog parks here, a ton of dog-friendly places to go, whether whether you just want to sit on a patio and have a cold beer and watch a ball game. My favorite place for that is Sassy's in okay. Fayetteville. Yep. I love, love Sassy's. Sassy's Red House. That, that patio wings. on college, is I just love that patio. And I, I'll tell you, I have never been there that there wasn't at least one other dog there. Okay. Um, they'll bring you a water bottle. The girls are really super nice. I always have my own water bottle. You know, this big purse I have sitting down here next to me is this big giant leather fancy pants bag. Actually, has a diaper bag insert in it. So I've got all Henry's crap in there with me, just in case. So yeah, no, I like that. I mean, well, and I mean, so so tell me. I'd love to just kind of rattle off because I know you can tell me sure. in these cities, like your favorite place to go with Henry. Okay. So how about uh, Springdale? Uh, Springdale, Odd Soul. Odd Soul. Okay. Love Odd Soul. All right. If, if, they, they, if you're into bourbon, they have a very excellent bourbon selection and they make a, a very fine Manhattan. <laughs> so bourbon and dogs. It's, bourbon a, it's a perfect combination. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Is there another place in Springdale that... Springdale, I can't think of one okay. really off the top of my head. And and it's not that 
there isn't. I mean, like downtown Springdale, a lot of those shops are dog friendly. There's a lot of dog friendly shopping here. People don't think about that. You know, even up at Pinnacle, a lot of the shops up at Pinnacle are dog yeah, friendly. Yeah, because I've your, seen yeah. I've seen pails for water and everything. Uh-huh. I've been to a couple of places where I've spied it out. And even at I'm on the board of Ozark Natural Foods and right. we provide some dog snacks and some other stuff for dogs if they come. And there is a place for dogs to get fresh water. Right. The whole nine yeah. yards. Yeah. So, yeah. But downtown Springdale, I mean, they're still coming along, I think. And as far as as far as that goes. We usually just go straight to Odd Cell. <laughs> okay. That's all good. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not and that's not a problem. What about Rogers? Rogers, there's a bunch. I would say Where's your favorite? Probably well, my favorite place to just hang out is probably City Pump. Okay. Yeah, I like City Pump. My favorite place to eat in oh, sweet baby Jesus, I'm so happy they survived the pandemic because I was afraid they would not is Havana's. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Havana's uh, is insane. I was like, if I can't get my fungo, I will I will cry because <laughs> I can't just fly to Orlando every time I want my fungo. Yeah. Um, yeah. So are they, are they pet friendly? They are. The okay, patio is pet great. friendly. Yeah. Um, and in fact, Rogers, a lot of downtown Rogers is, is dog friendly and they are actually going to have a big event coming up the first week of May and kind of for the month of May. The first week of May is actually National Pet Week. Okay. May first through seventh. And so Rogers, downtown Rogers and Downtown Rogers Alliance, it's the Rogers Lowell Chamber. Chamber. Yeah. Yeah. They are gonna do a big thing that first week of May in downtown Rogers, highlighting some of the dog friendly businesses down there. Henry and I are gonna go around and take pictures. I'll be posting that on my Instagram and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um and highlight some of those dog-friendly businesses down there. And then the second Thursday, I have the date written down here, May 12th, Thursday, May 12th, is is their Art on the Bricks, which they do the second Thursday of every month. And that particular Art on the Bricks is going to be sort of dog-themed. They will be inviting, you know, people who do dog portraits or have art that is dog themed. They'll have some of the shelters and rescues down there and they're just going to be a big dog friendly thing. So Rogers is very, very dog friendly. We do, I actually take a lot of clients there and when clients need to practice socializing or loose leash walking, you know, when you want to take those basic obedience, you know, I have a lot of folks that come to me that they've done a class somewhere else because I don't really teach basic obedience classes. I have an adventure puppy class I teach, which is so much fun. We can talk about that in a minute. It's so much fun. And I have an agility class that I teach, but I don't do basic obedience. So I either do that through private training or if somebody comes to me after they've done a class, but we got to take this show on the road, right? So I go to downtown Rogers with those folks a lot because there's always something going on, especially in the summer, that big splash park. It's noises. And again, back to novelty and things you may or may not see, but they've got dog fountains installed down there where the human water fountains are. There's a dog, dog fountain, fountain there too. Yeah. yeah. So downtown Rogers, I would say of all, gosh, mm, somebody's going to be so mad at me, <laughs> but I would say of all the downtown areas that we have. They are the most pet friendly. I think they are. Yeah. That's okay. I, I, I mean, just, it just Rogers gives every- Rogers in general to me- Rogers is, just, is coming up. 
Rogers is on the come up, like they, I say all the time. They're very ecumenical. Yeah. Right? I yes. mean, they sort they welcome everybody, yeah. all races, all socioeconomic levels. There's just something for everybody. And it always seems like there's something going on. I, right. I just dig. I live in Fayetteville, but I dig Rogers. Right. I do. Right, right. Yeah. No, it, it is nice. So, and now you, since you mentioned Fayetteville, we got to go to the Ville. And where does sure. your. Your favorite place to hang out with Henry in, well, in Fayetteville. Ball games. I, I really like Sassies. Okay. Uh, if you like chicken wings, well, right. I get Foghorns. I have to say Foghorns. Jeff will shoot me square in the head if I don't mention him. So as far as just going and hanging out at at a bar or something, Maxine's. There you go. Maxine's, man. Maxine's is dog friendly. We went there this last big snow we had. Uh-huh. I have a truck, so I'm not stuck at home. As we mentioned, I, I don't do stuck at home very right, well. So, right. so I have a truck, four wheel drive. And I went and picked up a girlfriend of mine and we went to Maxine's and walked in. And I mean, man, there were dogs everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, like, that's funny. Did somebody do a, a yappy hour roll call? That's hilarious. Yeah, so, you know, it was just everybody stuck at home. We got to get out. Got to walk these dogs. Got to go do something. Yeah. So in addition to the... um National Pet Week. Are there any other events, upcoming events that are that are coming up that are fairly regular, like meaning that they have them every year? Or yes. what, what do you want to mention? So, uh, Bark in the Park. I'm a baseball girl, so I always I always tell people I like me and Henry like things that begin with B: bourbon, baseball, boats. <laughs> So beaches, we like beaches. If you're into beaches, there's all kind of beaches if you go to the to the blog. So the Arkansas Razorbacks, they are doing Bark in the Park for both baseball and softball this year. Okay. okay. And they've already got those dates set. Softball is against Auburn on April 10th. They don't okay. have a time yet. Yep. Baseball is they are going to do the Arkansas Arkansas State Series. And so that is going to be April 19th at 630 and April 20th at 4. They're doing two nights. Northwest Arkansas Naturals. They already have their bark in the ballpark scheduled. They are doing three this year. Sunday, May 1st, Thursday, June 23rd, which is also Thirsty Thursday for people who want to take advantage of those $2 pints. Sure. Sunday, August 21st. Okay. So, So that's your baseball stuff. Coming back this year, I'm so excited, is what they call the Dixon Street Pup Crawl. Okay. They did not have it in 2020, obviously, or last year, but they are bringing it back. And the date of that is Saturday, April 30th. I will warn everybody listening, if you want tickets to this event, they sell tickets. It is wristbanded, limited amount of tickets. Mm -hmm. It always sells out. I anticipate that after not having this event for two years, everybody in their mother is going to be out. Everybody there. who has been before is going to lose their mind. I am already excited about it. It is a great event. It is a great event. All the bars on Dixon run specials. All the dogs are down there. They have water bowls. They have splash pools. It is a fun, fun time. I will probably, I have already said Henry's 15, so he's not going to want to He's not going to want to put up with all those shenanigans. So I have already said that I would volunteer. So I'll be posted up at one of the bars. Probably Kingfish, if I get my choice. Uh, As far as favorite bars in Fayetteville goes, that's another one. Sunday afternoons at Kingfish on a pretty day. That's that's Dog Fest. Okay. (laughs) It's a Dog Fest. 
So there's a lot of places that people can go, not yes. only to socialize themselves, but for their animals to socialize. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Best friends, the best friends, they're not animal shelter. They're going to kill me. Sorry, Kristen. Best friends. Let's just call them call best, best friends. friends the, yeah. the new place in Bentonville, they're, they're building a big, huge adoption facility. They're promoting a lot of education and things like that. They're actually a satellite facility for the one out in Utah, okay. which a lot of people are probably very, very familiar with. But right. they have started doing pack hikes. And so their pack hikes, they're just group trail hikes and they sort of highlight all, you know, they go everywhere, all over Northwest Arkansas. And those are on the first Saturday of every month. And okay. that information is on their website. Okay. All right. Where they're going to go and where they're going to meet and times and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, there's so there, I mean, there. I, I know there's a lot of events and I certainly want to encourage people to, you know, always be checking social media and local outlets and different, you know, email newsletters that come out. And certainly I want to encourage everybody to check out lovetrustteach.com and traveltales.com because I'm sure .net. you update. Traveltales is dot .net. Dot .net. Oh, yep. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's dot all right. Net. Yeah. We'll make sure that's aware. So travel tales, like the tale that your animal would have, T-A-I-L-S dot .net. And, um, you know, you can get additional information that's there. And as we update this particular episode in the future, we will pass on to you new dates for each year as, as different events happen, because a lot of these things happen with some familiarity in the sense that they happen every year. Right. Yeah. And most of the stuff I just spouted off, that's just spring events. Right. You know, right, farmers right. markets are opening. Pack Ride will go back to pint nights. A lot of the stuff that you see in Northwest Arkansas, and this is part of what I think is really great, is it's not necessarily specifically a dog event. Right. It is a family-friendly event that you can bring your dog to, okay, you know, or it's a regular bar or restaurant and well-behaved dogs are welcome. Obviously, the caveat here is that your dog has to be well-behaved and well-socialized. And that's why I think socialization is just so important. Yeah. So important. Yeah. So you, and you, you kind of alluded to it earlier. So give us just a quick rundown of some of the services that you offer for people so that they know listening to this are like, man, you know, I need to have Denise help me out with Fido because he needs some help. Or she <laughs> some needs help. some help. So. so so, first of all, you do not have dog problems. Your dog has people problems. Let's clear that up. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> if you think I'm training your dog, I am not. I do not train dogs. I train people. So, well, you know, and, and that is my, that really, that's my ideal client. They want to learn. Yeah. They want to learn how yeah. to communicate with their dog, how to do what they do. My goal would be that, you know, I teach you what I know and, you know, you send me birthday pictures, right? right? You don't need me for that anymore. But I do mostly, I do private training, whether that is in home or, you know, we take that show on the road. I do have clients that want me to go to patio and bar restaurants with them, which I love. And mm -hmm. I'm mean to my friends with offices when I get to do those kinds of things, because I'm like, I'm sitting on a patio having a beer with a dog and getting paid. How's that office? Right, right, right. <laughs> Which is sort of terrible, but, yeah, you know. It's all good. <laughs> poke, poke. That's fine. Um, so I do private training. And the private training is whatever, wherever you want or need that. Mm -hmm. That is very customized to the person or the family and, of course, the dog as well. Then I do also, I started this two years ago. Yeah, the poodles are two. So I had sort of a captive litter 
of poodles that were born at Dog Party USA, a do- local doggy daycare. Mm-hmm. And I knew most of the people who adopted those puppies and they wanted to do a puppy class. And I had been rolling around an idea in my head for a while and they all agreed to be my my guinea pigs for this puppy class. And what I call, I call it adventure puppy. It is more about socialization than it is obedience. Now, the dogs do learn, you know, you're going to learn to look at me when I say your name and sit and sort of come when you're called and follow me. Leave it's big. Keep your mouth off my stuff. Don't eat that rock. Don't chew my plant, right? Leave it's very important. So we learn those things, but we kind of learn them on the fly. The first two classes, we do agility with the puppies. And it's simple agility, but just learning to follow your owner and trust your person that they're not going to ask you to do something that you can't do. Right. And it's great with the puppies because the difference in teaching agility to puppies and teaching it to dogs is, I mean, it is so vastly different. Puppies will do anything. They'll do anything you ask them to do. Right. It's, it's so great. They're just little blank slates. So we do two weeks of agility. Then we go and do a creek exploration. So for my folks who are interested, you know, a lot of lake people around here, a lot of lake people around here. So we take the puppies to the creek and we let them splash in the creek and get comfortable with water for the ones that, you know, swim. We do a little bit of swimming. I actually have a, a floaty that I take and I teach the puppies to walk out on the floaty and stand and balance on it. Mm -hmm. So for my folks who want to be able to paddleboard and canoe and kayak, we work on those kinds of things. Then we go on a trail hike and we end with another place I really love that I had not mentioned, Sassafras Springs Vineyard. Oh yeah. So Mm -hmm. our last outing, we do that at Sassafras and we go out and I kind of will reserve an area for us. And we kind of take them romping around out at what's great about side. There's just so much room out there, sure, right? So sure. you've got these young little puppies. They got the yayas. You've got to run that out before you expect them to go sit down next to you while you drink a glass of wine. So we take them and we kind of run them around and walk around. And then we come and work on table manners, like public table manners. So that's the adventure puppy class. I love it. I love it. It is so much fun. It's a little like herding cats at first. And I've had some people, they're like, are we really learning anything? And then they call me later and say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right. Because the puppies are learning to pay attention and distractions. That's the big thing is that new things aren't scary and I can pay attention when there's other things going on. And then I teach an agility class just and it's agility for fun and confidence. This is not if you are looking for competition agility. I have folks that I will refer you to. That is not what I do. That's a whole different ballgame. Whole different ballgame. Now, if you come for fun and confidence and then you decide you want to do competition, doing for fun and confidence is not going to, it's not going to screw that up. It'll just lay the foundation. You get to see if that's what you want. But I designed the class for adult dogs who were shy, timid, maybe even a little reactive with other dogs and people. And so we use the agility to focus them on something else. So because the dog can't, Do the thing, get the reward, have a good time, and be focused on this dog over here. And sometimes they'll flip back and forth, which is really humorous. But that's kind of what that class is for. 
I always have some folks in there that are really just there for the fun, but then I always have a few in there that that are the shy, timid ones, and we help them work through that. So those are the classes I teach. I do teach paddle clinics. Those are typically booked by an organization, a company, somebody wants to host a clinic for their people. The big one that I do is in Joplin every year up at the Wildcat Glades. I do that in conjunction with their water festival. It's a two-day event, but I teach paddle clinics. I do offer private paddle sessions too, whether you're canoe, kayak, paddle board. Mm-hmm. Again, I teach fun things. Yeah, yeah. And that's <laughs> that's specifically for paddling with your pets? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. I got Yeah, you. and right, so, cool. so like what the clinic is, is I start with groundwork. We start by teaching the dog to sort of load in and out of your canoe or your mm-hmm. kayak paddleboard, whatever, to stand on it, to get in and out, to be comfortable in it. I will actually get behind. If you go look at my photos, there's photos where I'm behind a canoe and I'm rocking it with the dog in it. And people have their paddles and we're moving the paddles over the dog's heads so that they're learning not to be afraid of this thing. And then we put them out in the water and I typically go out in the water with them. If, if you look at the, the photos from Wildcat Glades, I'm in a wetsuit because yeah. I'm in a wetsuit in July yeah. because it is right next to a spring feed that comes out of the cave. And that water is cold. cold. <laughs> I don't do cold. Right, right. No, that's fine. I love that. Yeah, you know, I, I, I didn't think about that. But yeah, I could see somebody floating down the buffalo with a dog on there. Oh, absolutely. And, and absolutely. just kind of hanging out. And so and after lots a while, of dogs on the river. Yeah. Lots of dogs on the river. And, and, you know, I think most people just think. I'm going to just throw my dog in the boat and we're going to go. And a lot of times that's fine. That does work. But if you've got a canoe and a five-year-old and a dog, you might want to practice that under some supervision before you take off. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Pace yourself, as we like to say. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Well, man, you've given us, Denise, a lot to think about with our pets and all the different things that we can do. And I'm sure... There are a lot of other things that, that you could come up with that, uh, you know, pet owners could be taking oh, yeah. part in. But this is certainly a good start for us. And this is exactly what I was hoping for and what I had envisioned for an episode dedicated to our best, one of our best friends. Yeah. Northwest you know? Arkansas is a great place to be if you've got a dog. Not yeah. only are we super dog friendly, you know, I tell people. We're only about 12 hours from a lot of cool places. Exactly. I, that's Colorado, an easy Colorado, Chicago. Uh, I mean, a little Texas, bit of everything. Beaches. Yeah. Did I mention beaches? Yes, you yeah. did. You did. We so. go to the beach. What's your a lot, favorite yeah. beach? Um, probably Pensacola. I love oh, the dog okay. beach in Pensacola. And my parents live in Destin, so I'm down there a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But I love the dog beach in Pensacola. I would say on our travels, one of my. St. Augustine. We did St. Augustine at at New Year's. It's a very old city. It's like the oldest city. And dogs everywhere in St. Augustine. Everywhere. Yeah. So I really liked that too. Okay. But I like to be warm. So we're looking at going to Colorado this summer. Yeah. But Y'all aren't going to see me on the slopes with my dog. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I understand. <laughs> I understand. There's got to be a line drawn somewhere. So, right. yeah, no, I, know, I get camping that. Camping trips are few and far between. I'm too old to sleep on the ground, right? I can tell you where to go, but but I'm not going to write a story about how Henry and I went there. <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. Well, no, this I think this has been great. And you really kind of opened my eyes, actually, to some things. I've been wanting to get a dog for a while, but our, 
Our kids are not responsible enough for a pet. They keep asking for one, but right. my wife will not capitulate to that request. So, well, I, because I can you're going to be the one taking care of. Right, exactly, you're and that's it. And, and I grew up with an animal, so it's not like I haven't had that experience. I just I've always enjoyed having a pet, but right now I think our turtle Bruno is going to suffice for for now <laughs> until we can figure something else out. So you start with cat. Yeah, well, I'm allergic to cats, oh, and so that's my only challenge. Are, yeah, I love I like cats. Yeah, yeah they're very self sufficient, and we've got a friend that has an outdoor cat, and uh, that cat's name is Kevin Bacon, and uh, he has a mind of his own and oh, yeah. uh yeah he and he rules the roost i mean i've seen him do some things on a tree that i'm like man this is i mean yep. these last, cats are serious oh, business yeah. so yeah, yeah. yeah last cat i had um she was trained to go outside she did not have a litter box she would go to the door ring the bells right. just like the dog would <laughs> ring the bells, go. Yeah. go outside i would call her to come every night between 10:30 and 11 she came when she was called right. I, she yeah. was i mean I trained her like I trained my dog. Right, so, right, right, right. Yeah, it's possible. It's it is possible. possible. And I, so. I occasionally do a consult with a cat or something. It's it's usually on the phone. If I have to go into the house, what it is, is it's somebody with a dog has moved in with a cat. cat. And we need them to <laughs> be amicable. Yes, so, yeah, yes. yeah, I do a lot of that. I understand. That's cool. That's cool. Well, Denise Holmes, we really appreciate you coming and joining us today on the podcast. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so this much. This was a lot of good information. I looked down. I can't believe we... We've run almost 50 minutes on this episode, but there's so much here. So I really want, this is going to be a special episode that those of you that are pet owners, want to be pet owners here in Northwest Arkansas, if you're moving here with a pet and just trying to figure things out, you know, Denise is your person for contact. And so if anybody wants to email you, what's the best way for them to reach out? You can email me at Denise, D-E-N-I-S-E, at lovetrustteach.com. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So we'll make sure everybody gets that. All of this information, and trust me, I've got two pages worth of notes here, will be in our show notes at IamNorthwestArkansas.com when this particular episode comes out. And we'll, we'll have this episode out soon because there's so many great things to do this spring and any spring here in Northwest Arkansas. And Denise really laid it out perfectly for us on today's episode. So thank you so much for coming on. Sure. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. I I like talking about talks. Absolutely. I know you do. I know you do. So, well, we appreciate you. And uh, that's it. That's all we have for today's episode, folks. Uh, we hope you enjoyed what we had to share today. And remember, I Am Northwest Arkansas comes out every Monday, rain or shine. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I will see you next week. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.